Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. And uh, that's why you got to keep coming to the house. You can't get this at home. I'm sorry. You can, you can get a little bit of this, but you can't get the fullness of this when you're sharpening one another, when you're here for one another, when you got brothers and sisters that are locked arms with you. Two are better than one. Amen? Okay. All right. Uh, so this, this week, this week is uh, the Christmas ugly sweater party. Get here for that, man. That's a, that's a good time. That's a good time. I'll tell you that. Um, that's a good time. Um, so just be here for that on Friday night. And um, that's it. I um, want to present to you my beautiful helpmate, my 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 road dog, my better half, my one who is here. You want you want me to take that out? My, the one who is here for us when <laughs> all of us need help at the house. We know that uh, God has given us a big help in my wife who sits there and prays for me and then goes and runs after a kid and then goes and has to feed another kid and then goes and, come on, somebody. Uh, God is good. And so I thank you. Love you, baby. And, uh, man, and then we're just getting blessed with another one. So we'll, we'll figure that out. I'm going to start dropping them off at people's houses. There'll be a sign-up sheet in the back. <laughs> one baby at a time, but I need help while we're building it. And so uh, just let me know what day you want. And uh, we'll, we'll move. Tom, why are you shaking your head so hard back there? Everybody's looking off. Hey, he ain't talking to me. I'm not receiving. I'm not receiving it. Praise the Lord. All right. Come on. Give us the word today. Oh, let's do the Warriors Creed. How many ready for it? Repeat after me. Say, I am, I am. Somebody. somebody. You know how you know you're somebody? You know I got to preach a little bit. You know how you know you're somebody? <laughs> because God said so. And because the fact that all y'all came up here today, because we're being attacked, that, that's how you know you are somebody. Because if you ain't getting attacked, then you're a jack. No, no. Listen, if you're not getting attacked, there's, that's, that's reason right there, enough to understand that the reason why the enemy is coming at you and I is because you and I are somebody. Amen? So let's say that a little bit louder. I am somebody. I am a warrior. Therefore, I am victorious. And that's because I am a child of God. Amen. Children, you are dismissed. Um, I love that, you know, I told Pastor before I come up here, I'm like, you know, because I could already tell he wasn't feeling well. I was like, if you just want to sit down, I'll just go up. You don't have to introduce me. You don't have to do the whole thing. And and then I love the kind of man he is. He did not only came up and introduced and did the Warriors Creed, but he also came up and ushered us into an awesome time of prayer. And so that just shows you his character, that even when he's not feeling well, he still stands in the gap for those that aren't feeling well. And so that just kind of showed you what kind of man he is. That was awesome. Um, and one more thing before I get started. Um, Kelby has committed 
Um, the golf coach from Alma has been after her and recruited her, and she has committed to Alma next year. So congratulations, Kelby. We'll be playing, she'll be playing golf there, um, and uh, so your prayers are welcomed. Uh, we pray she stays saved when she goes to college, and um, good thing it's a small school and it's not too far away. But anyways, and so I just wanted to publicly congratulate her. And um, that is an awesome, awesome thing. So now she definitely has senioritis. And now she definitely is ready to graduate high school now that she knows where she's going. So let's just do a quick word of prayer before I get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for this church family. We thank you, Father God, for those that would stand in the gap for others, encourage each other, Father, even as we're not feeling well ourselves, Lord, that we would just love each other and pray for one another and be here with one another. Father, I ask that you would speak through me, Lord, that I would just be a vessel and that you would have your way, Holy Spirit, just reach each and every person in this place that they would leave here with a scripture or a nugget or something of encouragement or something that they needed to hear in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, during this holiday season, who can use a little more peace in their life? Amen. Kind of worked out nice because I was already planning on preaching um, before he even kind of had some health things going on. And so you know, during this time of food that we have to buy and food that we have to make and the cleaning and the hosting and the purchasing gifts and the wrapping and the holiday travel and all the things that try to steal our peace, what an on-time message um, that we could all use right now. And I, I title it, Peace I Leave With You, if you're taking notes. Um, and in this day and age of lists and reminders and notifications and um, timers, right, that peace, and if you get anything out of today, I hope you get this, that peace is not one more thing on your to-do list. It's not like, okay, I'm going to go to Myers. can you pick up some cranberries and some peace, okay? It's not one more thing you need to worry about. It's not an additional thing, okay, that you have to add. It's not extra. If you have Christ, you already have peace, actually. And sometimes it's not a matter of what you need to add. It's maybe something you need to subtract to feel that peace. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes it's just a matter of what you need to subtract from your life to be able to feel that peace. Say, I already have peace. Say it again. I already have peace. Please turn to Philippians 4, 6, and I will tell you a little bit about this peace that we already have in this world of anxiousness, right? In this world of the dings and the notifications and the timers and the to-do lists, all the things I just mentioned, it can um, sort of make you anxious, right? Make you, oh, I got to answer it right away, and oh, somebody's calling, and I got to respond to this text right away, and it's like that, like, you know, you have to hurry and, and, and hurry and, and answer it right away. Well, Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious. Do not be what? Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7 says, here we go, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, I love the scripture, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So it says, first of all, don't be anxious, okay? And then the peace of God. Not the peace of your best friend. Not the peace of the guy you're seeing. Not the peace of that next drink. Not the peace of I'm going to have more cake because it's the holidays. Those things that we search for peace, it's already of God. We already have it. It says the peace of God will guard your heart. And I love that it says it's the peace that passes all understanding. 
If you ever need to pray for peace, pray the peace that passes all understanding. Because sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense the storm you're going through. It doesn't make sense what's happening in your life. It doesn't make sense, you know, how the sickness that you're fighting. But it's that peace that passes all understanding, even if you don't understand it. It's that peace that passes all understanding. The Bible even talks about how we don't have to strive for peace. Like I said, you don't have to go to the store and try to find it and try to buy it. You don't have to go and try to find it in anything else. You already have that peace. It's like going on a cruise, okay? If anyone's ever been on a cruise, you don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't have to walk on to the ship with a bunch of grocery bags and say, okay, how many days are we going to be there? Okay, I need breakfast, lunch. Okay, I'm going to get some eggs. I'm going to get some, you know, biscuits. I'm going to get some gravy. I'm going to get some, okay, so that'll last six days. Okay, so that'll be good. You don't have to go on a cruise ship with your own groceries. It is all inclusive. It is already there. You don't have to figure out how to be fed. That's like your peace. We already have it. You don't have to figure out, okay, how am I going to get peace? How am I going to just be okay? How am I going to have rest? You already have it. It's all inclusive with Christ. Amen? John 14, 27. Turn there, please. You already have peace peace, and I'll tell you why. John 14, 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. That's why this is the title of this message, because he already gave you peace. He left it with you. So I hope that today I can leave peace with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Thank you, Jesus. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You see, first of all, he said, I give you peace. And then he added, so don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't get caught up in all the things that you see. You already have peace. So if he left the peace with you, then you have it. It's already there. It even says he already gave it to you. And not in the way the world gives. He gave you peace so your hearts won't be troubled or afraid. But he said, don't let your heart be troubled. So that's your part, right? He gave you peace. You don't have to go and get it. You just have to make sure your hearts, you don't let your hearts be troubled and get caught up in all the things you see. And you may just have to cut some things out to be able to walk in that peace. Like I said, peace is not an additional thing you have to add and go pick up. Peace may be some things that you have to cut out to feel the peace kind of like weeds choking in a beautiful plant, right? The plant's there. It's already there. You may not be able to see it because there's a lot of extra stuff around it. You can't see it. You can't enjoy it. You may have to cut things out to be able to see it, but it's already there. Romans 5.1. Romans 5.1. I'll tell you again. Another scripture. If you don't believe me that he left peace with us, I'm going to give you another scripture. Romans 5.1. I'll tell you right now, too, um, you know, a lot of people kind of it's nearing the end of the year and you start thinking of the next year and kind of, you know, all the goals that sometimes we just write the same goals every year, right? Get healthier, work out, drink more water, right? But I encourage you that as 2024 is going to come very fast, um, in the goals that you write, I want you to write this down. What boundaries do I need to add to my life? Or what things do I need to cut out? What boundaries do I need to add to my life? Or what things do I need to cut out? Because I'm telling you, you already have peace. It's already there. If you're not feeling it, it's because you may need to set some boundaries up or you may need to cut some things out. Amen? 
Romans 5.1, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, guess what right here it says? We have peace with God. It says it again. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot find true peace in anything. I tell you what, no matter how much you search, no matter how much you look, our pastor says it all the time, there are million, billion dollar contract athletes that are still looking. They have the boats. They have the vacations. They have the homes. They have the wives. They have the kids. They have everything that they think will bring them peace except for the one thing, and that's through Jesus Christ. The Word says it right there. <clears throat> We're going to get into um, some more scripture. 1 Corinthians 2.16. 1 Corinthians 2.16. It says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of who? We have the mind of Christ. If you don't know what else to pray, pray that you have the mind of Christ. If you're dealing with anxiety, worry, stress, your mind's just going. If you're like me, you lay there before you go to sleep and you're like, oh, I need to do this. Write it on your phone. Oh, I need, oh, yeah, I got, you know, it's like as you're going to sleep, you're like, oh, yeah, or notepad or however you keep your notes, your mind's like going, 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 right? We have the mind of Christ. That means that we have peace in our mind. And we just talked about how God, how Jesus, he already gave us peace. Peace I leave with you, he said. Romans 8, 6, it says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if you don't have peace, then that means you kind of need to reshift your focus and readjust on the spiritual things. Maybe even read some of these scriptures. I have the mind of Christ. Maybe even say them over you. We have, um, we have a couple scriptures we just added by our bed to give us peace as we sleep, to give us peace as your mind is going, going. Maybe you need to put some scriptures up. I can't tell people that enough. Write some scriptures down. Put them where you go the most. Maybe that's your fridge. Maybe that's your pantry. Put them there so you see them every time. Put them by your bed. Put them by your mirror. Put them in your car. Maybe be reading them while you're waiting in the doctor's office instead of scrolling. Get the word in you, I like to say, when you don't need it, so it'll be there for you when you do need it. So, you know, I like to say three points. I think I get that from my dad. Um, point number one is put on your helmet of salvation. This is how we're going to combat peace today, okay? You're going to put on your helmet of salvation. Ephesians 6, 17, it says, and take the helmet. Anton, can you give me that helmet? And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Thank you. So you've got to put on, you not only have to take the helmet, right? I mean, you can't just take the helmet. Can you imagine if the lions were just all went on the field and they were just, like, dragging their helmets or just carrying their helmets? They wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't get very far, would they? If you're just, football players are all just kind of carrying their helmets around and they're going to tackle each other and expect that they're just going to be fine. The enemy comes at me and I'm just going to be fine because I have my helmet. I, I took it. It says, take your helmet of salvation, right? I got it. Could you imagine that? Here comes the enemy, and you're like, don't worry, I got my helmet. Can't, can't hurt my head. That's how we act sometimes. That's okay. I have my salvation. I'm saved. I, I got it. I got my helmet. And then you go on the field, and the enemy comes at you, and you're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got my helmet. 
If you're saved, you better not only take your helmet, but you better put it on. Because if you're saved and you just have your helmet, then you're not acting saved. You just have it on the side, okay? You're one way here in church and saying, I'm saved, praise you, Jesus. And then on Monday, you go into a meeting and somebody makes you mad and you start cursing them out. But that's okay because I have a helmet. I'm saved. But you're not acting saved. You're not using what God gave you to protect your head. You're getting distracted. You're getting hurt. You're getting beat up. And you think, why Why am I having all these anxiety thoughts? Why am I so discouraged? Why am I so distracted? I'm saved. I got it right here. You got to put on your helmet of salvation. And you better act the same way in church that you act while you're at the grocery store, while you act when somebody cuts you off in the highway, and while you act while you're at church or at um, school and work. Because they'll say, mm, you know, you gave me one of those save the date things. Don't you go to church? Hmm. Okay. That's one thing I respect about my husband is we can be on vacation, we can be in the grocery store, we can be wherever, and he never leaves Jesus at home. Even when I want to break and it's a Sunday and I want to sleep in, he's trying to find, he even tried to take me to this huge Spanish church one time, and I was like, he always tries to find a church on a Sunday. Always. But I respect that because that's who he is no matter where he goes. That is who he is. The helmet of salvation, it's going to protect your mind. It's going to protect your peace. And I tell you what, when you put that helmet of salvation on, I'd put it on, but I don't want to mess up my hair. If you were to put your helmet of salvation on, guess what? That means that you're watching what you're watching. You're watching what you're listening to. You're watching what you let into your mind, into your life. Because you're protecting it. You're protecting your spirit. If you're in the middle of the night and you can't fall back to sleep and you don't know why you're not having, oh, I'm so anxious or I'm so depressed or I'm so whatever while you're asleep, and guess what? I'll tell you right now. It's because you don't have this on protecting your peace, protecting your thoughts. Thank you. So number one, not only do you have to take up the helmet of salvation, you have to put on your helmet of salvation. Okay, number two. I'm glad you asked. It is, be the gatekeeper. And I tell you what, these past couple weeks, this has been rolling in my spirit. I cannot wait to share this with you because this is what the words that just kept coming into my spirit is, be the gatekeeper. Be the gatekeeper. What does that mean? Be the gatekeeper of your heart. Be the gatekeeper of your home, okay? Look to your neighbor and say, be the gatekeeper. All right, what do I mean? Well, I'll give you an example. We told you guys a couple weeks ago, we had our one-and-a-half-year-old son, and I had him in my arms, and he went limp because his fever spiked too high, too fast for his little brain, and he couldn't handle it. Didn't even know that was a thing, but we're rushing to the hospital because we don't know what's going on, and all I knew was to quote scripture over my son. In that split second of chaos, you better know what you stand for, and you better have put the word in you beforehand so that whatever is in you is going to come out under pressure. I don't care how saved you are. <laughs> when you are tested like that, that's how you know what is in you. 
You can say, I'm an orange, I'm an orange all day long, and then when you get squeezed and lemon juice comes out, you're not an orange, okay? Whatever is in you when you get squeezed that comes out, that is what you put in you, okay? That's why I say put the word in you when you don't need it so it'll, there you go, so it'll be there when you do need it, okay? So in that split second of chaos, you better know what you stand for and you better have put the word in you beforehand so that it comes out when you're under pressure. Let me tell you, when I had my son limp in my arms and I didn't know if he was breathing, I didn't know what was happening, I didn't know if he was biting his tongue, I didn't know if he was even conscious, all my mind could think of was, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You will live and not die. I plead the blood of Jesus over your life. I have a photo. Because when, when we got to the hospital, um, after, you know, they were in the ER and after they rush him back and, you know, the, there's like five doctors and nurses around him and after he kind of comes to and they did kind of their own thing, the, this nurse, she said, okay, you can come over here and snuggle him if you want. You better know I didn't go over there and snuggle him. I went over there and I went into his ear and I said, Bella Carlos Roman, you will live and not die. There's no weapon from the, I'm just spitting out whatever I could think of that was inside of me that I was speaking into his life. You are healed. You are whole. I speak life over you. I speak long life over you. I was just speaking so that he could hear me. I was really speaking to his spirit. And we could have given into fear, right? We could have given into fear. But Jesus gives you peace amidst the chaos. And even though we were going through hard times, even though we had a lot going on, we were still, for some reason, at peace. Because peace does not depend on what you're going through. Peace is not an outside circumstance, just like joy. Joy is not an outside circumstance thing either. It's either in you or it's not, whether Christ is in you or he's not. And even though it was hard seeing our son like that, even though they tried to scare us with all these possibilities and admitted us and all that stuff, Jesus was our peace through it all. He is peace in the chaos. Say, he is peace in the chaos. You see, what was in me just started to come out. And later, I was thinking of all these other things. I was like, oh, I should have prayed this. I should have said this. And all the scriptures are, like, coming to me, you know. But it's that split second of we had, like, what, 15 minutes, I think, from when it happened to get into the hospital to get into ER. And either fear and doubt or faith and the word will take over. Either fear and doubt or faith and the word will take over. What if we were like, oh my gosh, is he, did he die? Oh, what, you know, what if we were speaking all these things over his life? That's not our responsibility. He, he can't even speak yet. And even if he could have, he, he was not conscious. So that's our responsibility to put the word in us so that we know what to say when we are rushing to the hospital. I don't care how crazy they thought I was. I was like, throw the worship music on. I'm speaking in tongues. I'm coming against this. And I don't care what you nurses or doctors or anybody thinks. This is what we have to do. And if you're not praying over your home, if you're not speaking scripture over your spouse or over your children or, or um, over your neighbors or, or over your family, then you're not being a gatekeeper. That's what I mean by being a gatekeeper. You know, in the movies, this is kind of how I pictured when the Holy Spirit was uh, giving me the word gatekeeper. This is what I pictured. You know the movies where there's a rich house, like a really rich house, <laughs> and there's a gate? And not only is there a gate, but there's actually somebody that sits at the gate, security that gets paid. That's how rich. They not only needed a gate, they needed a worker in there to sit there 
And check this out. At the gate, they either let people have access or they deny them access. That is what I mean by be the gatekeeper. You're either allowing things or people to have access or you're denying them access. That's your job. I don't care if you're single. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you have kids. I don't care if you have no kids. I don't care if you live with your parents. You have got to be the gatekeeper to allow things to either steal your peace or bring you peace. You can either allow or deny them access. Whatever your situation is, listen to this. Whatever your situation is, you have the power, you have the authority to either let things in or deny them access in your life. I have another photo. Bear with me, because this is from Wreck-It Ralph. Sorry, we have kids. So if you have not seen Wreck-It Ralph, I'm sorry. But this was the only thing. I think I have a, a picture first. Is there a picture? Oh, you didn't get it? Okay. Um, hold on. So uh, so in the picture, this is Wreck-It Ralph. What it is is there's a part where um, they go into this uh, they go into this, like, factory to build a car, and they're not supposed to go in there. However, the gatekeeper was asleep. So they, the picture that I had was them, they snuck under the gate because he was sleeping, and they went in to do something that they were not supposed to have access to. Okay? So let's, let's, you have it wound up? Okay. So that's exactly how things how we let things in our home and we let things in our, in our families because guess what? We're asleep at the gate, okay? So right here. So you see, hold on. So you see how he was, he was going under the gate? That's fine. They were going under the gate because he was asleep. So that's how we are when we don't have scripture we're speaking over our homes. We don't have uh, worship music playing. We have whatever playing. And we're just letting whatever. And then all of a sudden when something happens, we say, God, why did you let that happen? And he's like, me? Why did you let that happen? This is what you are spiritually is you're asleep at the gate. And you're like, well, whatever. Whatever. Uh, destruction, come on in. Discouragement, come on in. Depression, come on in. I'm sleeping. I'm good. I'm at peace with Jesus. Everything's good. I don't need to pray right now. Everything's fine. In fact, it's so fine. I'm asleep. Go ahead and play it right here. See? Go ahead. You can stop it. See, he was asleep. And not until it was too late when they were already inside, when they already made a car, when they already did something they weren't supposed to do, then he's calling on the king. You, you heard that? He said, King Candy, and whatever he said on the thing. That's how we are. We're asleep. We're letting things in. And not only are we letting things in, we're asleep for so long, we're letting them make in our house, in our lives, in our mind. Then all of a sudden we wake up and we're like, King, oh, I need help. And trust me, he'll always be there. Never leaves you nor forsake you. And he'll help you 
But you never had to get to this point if you would just have been awake, speaking it over, praying over, putting oil over your house, put oil over your kids, put oil over yourself. Whatever it is, pray over your body if you're sick. Pray over your kids or your spouse or whatever it is. We are the gatekeepers. And not only homes, I also mean this home. Pray for one another. Pray for this house. Pray for those that aren't here yet. Be the gatekeeper of this house, of your home, of your body, of your family. Deny them access into your life. Because I tell you what, sometimes it's those things that are chaotic that happen, like what, when we had to take Vela to the hospital. I'll tell you what, now when we're home, even if the kids are going crazy, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that we're at home. And we're not in the hospital. We're not rushing to the hospital. We're not trying to get comfortable in those hospital beds. We're not trying to, we're home. And trust me, you realize those small blessings when you've had other opportunities or when you've been without. If you've ever been on a mission trip and you've ever had to take a cold shower, when you get home, you say, thank you, Jesus, for hot water, okay? But it's not until you have those things happen when you're, like, thankful. Why? Just be thankful. Just be grateful where you're at. Number three. So number one was put on the helmet of salvation. Number two was be the gatekeeper. And number three is definitely good for this time and this season of Christmas. And it's simple. All it is is say no. (laughs) All it is is say no. I told you, peace doesn't have to be an additional thing. Peace could just be a cutoff thing, just a, 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 a subtraction. In this season of expectations, of stress, of gift giving and rushing around and all the things, hurry here and then hurry here and then eat over here and then kind of eat over here. and Just say no. You can choose how to celebrate this holiday. You can say no. You can. You may not be popular. <laughs> People might get mad at you, but you still can say no. And I'm not saying don't show the love of Christ. Like I say, you can always love from afar. But if you don't want to be around, let's say, relatives that are drinking the whole time because you've changed and you don't drink anymore, then don't. Or if you just are in a season where you just, you don't want to travel here and then here and then here and then here, and and then you get home and you're exhausted and you're like, did we even have Christmas? (laughs) Did the kids even have Christmas? You can say no. You can say no. Matthew 5.37 says, but let your yes be yes and your no be no. It's simple. Just if you're going to say yes, if you're not, say no. Say no. And I'm not just talking about Christmas. I'm talking about anything. If there's a friend that is toxic, that it just every time you get around, it's really hard for you to kind of pull them up, and they're just kind of always, you can still love from afar. You can, like I said, for 2024, you can set up some boundaries. You can cut some things off, and it's okay. And you can love them anyways. And it may just be for a season. It may just be until your walk with Christ is a little bit stronger so they don't pull you down. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And if guess what? Here's, here's something that will set you free here today. I'm telling you. If you don't want to get into a bunch of debt spending money on people you don't like or just people in general, spending money you don't have, impressing people you don't like, you don't have to. Some of us are still paying off debt from gifts that we've given previous years before. And now you're getting into more debt, just giving gifts. 
Guess what? You have the power to choose. Think about how you want to make this Christmas season more about what it's actually about. Jesus. Peace. Stillness. Not rushing around, hurry, 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 go here, go there, get this gift. Oh, my gosh, uh, there's so many people here. Uh, so stressed and so, uh. Maybe you don't try to cram in all the visits to Bronner's and Birch Run and Huckleberry Railroad and Greenfield Village and all the Hallmark movie things you like to do to celebrate Christmas. Maybe this is the year you just chill and you're just like, thank you, Lord, that I'm at home. Thank you, God, that we're not in the hospital. Thank you, Lord, that we're just in the stillness, in the peace of the season. One of the things our families decided on this year was to only give gifts to the kids. Now, this may be something you already do. I don't know why it took us so long to figure this out. But I have already had feedback of people saying, oh, my gosh, I'm so much more less stressed. I don't have to figure out what to get Frank. So much less stress. I don't have to wrap all these gifts. I don't have to get into debt. Well, it's like, well, why didn't we do this earlier? <laughs> Just get gifts for the kids. Just get them for the kids. You can simplify this season and think about how you can simplify it by bringing in more peace and less chaos. Maybe you need to write it down. How do I adjust this Christmas season to reflect more on Christ and what this season is truly about and not on what society says it should be? Maybe it's not about adding more things. It's just about simplifying. Less gifts. Less holiday parties. Less food. I'm sorry, babe. Less food, less busyness, more stillness. Maybe you just read the book of Luke and you relive the birth of Christ or watch a movie at home or watch a movie with the family instead of rushing out on a road trip to see Christmas lights. Maybe you simplify the menu a little bit so there's not so much food left over or wasted. How can you simplify to make it less? Take time to enjoy the stillness. Watch the snowfall. Read the word. Sip hot chocolate. Do less. Say no. Spend less. So not only do you have to grab the helmet of salvation, you have to put it on. To protect your peace, you may just have to put it on as Satan tries to bombard your mind and distract you and discourage you and depress you. Put on that helmet of salvation. What is that? It's the word. Put in the word. Be the gatekeeper. Speak the word. Pray the word. Pray over your house. Like I said, put that oil. Put it on your teenage, teenager's pillow at night. Put all the oil on there and pray over them. <laughs> Not our teenager, your guys' teenager. <laughs> Ours is perfect. Romans 12, I end with this scripture. <clears throat> because talking about peace... I love the scripture in Romans because it talks about how to not only have peace, but how are we supposed to act? Regardless of the holiday season, regardless of the distraction, regardless of the things trying to bombard our mind, how should we act as Christians? And it says in Romans 12, starting at verse 9, it says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. Okay, this is how we can live in peace, how we can bring peace, how we can give peace, how we can be a peacemaker. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. 
not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Verse 14, it says, Bless those who persecute you. I'm talking about peace. Peace I leave with you. This is how we can live in peace with others. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. You can hit the lights. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Verse 17, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, here we go, live peaceably with all men. As much as it depends on you, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. For if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Verse 21, do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, peace I give to you. Let his example of how we can live at peace with others, not disruptive. Peaceful, not argumentative. How, if it's up to us, can we live at peace with others? Peace that passes all understanding. Peace in your mind because you have the mind of Christ. Peace that is only through God, not through all of the other things. And I just wanted to, I know we prayed for healing in the beginning of the service, but I also just wanted to open the altar that if you are struggling in your mind or struggling at night with having and feeling that peace, because maybe you are distracted, maybe you're discouraged, maybe you're depressed, maybe you're anxious, maybe you can't fall asleep because of all these other things on your mind, and you need that peace, I want to invite you up to, to be prayed over if you need that peace, if you just can't see him. Okay, it says that he gave it to me, but I can't feel it, and I don't know what are the things I need. Maybe you need wisdom. Lord, show me. What do I need to cut out? What do I need to subtract? What do I need to set up boundaries? Maybe in just a season. Maybe you just know you have peace, and you kind of feel it sometimes, but you just need to know, God, how can I adjust my life to feel more peace this season? I invite you to also come up. And then lastly, if you just have anything on your heart, anything on your mind that we can pray for you with and stand in the gap with you, I want to invite you up here as I invite the worship team up here. And I just want to say this altar is open. Maybe this Christmas season just seems a little more lonely than, than other Christmas seasons or, or just the season of your life. Maybe it's not just these couple months, but it just seems like a long season and you feel that you're alone or you feel that you're sad or you feel that something that you just need a little extra prayer just to get through. 